The whole point of taking pictures is so that you don't have to explain things with words. A picture should be looked at, not talked about. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio, and welcome to episode 128. And uh, yeah, middle of December, uh, got us another episode out, and I'm, I'm hoping to get one out before the end of the year. Anyway, uh, this is uh, my, again, another Dispatches from Greenwood. Dispatches from Greenwood number 10. Uh, since I began numbering them. I don't even know if I started at one. But I found myself this weekend with some time, again, walking around in Greenwood. I had my microphone, and I had my my iPhone, and I recorded uh, a session. And uh, and uh, I got a few things I'm covering, but uh, I'll, let, I'll let me talk about that in a minute. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, just had the energy this month to come out with the second episode in the uh, middle of December. So anyway, without further chat from me, let's go to me in Greenwood. And just a heads up before I start the uh, dispatches from Greenwood, there seemed to be an issue with my mic in the latter half of the uh, of my recording. It might have been caught underneath a piece of fabric. So the sound quality is not as good as the first half. You know, I think the mics are pretty decent on my iPhone. But anyway, I apologize for that sound. I boosted it so you can hear it, but uh, you're going to hear some muffled sound. So please bear with me, but uh, it's worth listening to. Thanks. Greetings, everyone. It's uh, Antonio from Greenwood Cemetery again. I've decided I... I just was going out this morning uh, to take a walk, test a lens, brought my microphone, and uh, I thought I was going to put out an episode sitting in front of my computer, but it's so nice out. I mean, it's not really nice out. <laughs> it's overcast, but in Greenwood Cemetery, it's beautiful uh, when it's overcast. It's just the light is so nice, and of course, it you know, it kind of fits the... It, it also fits part of the personality of the cemetery. Whereas, I want to say gloomy, but, you know, somber. And uh, with the leaves all gone, I can see everything. And uh, because it's overcast, I don't know if it's going to rain. It looks like it might, but, but not right now. Blue jays are out, as you can hear. Uh... Because it is so nice, I decided to come out and test a new lens that I got. I told you this is the year of the lenses for me. And uh, I figured I'd come out today and test a little bit. But also talk to you about what, what uh, I did this week was uh, um, judge a photo, not a photo contest. Maybe it's a competition, I guess. Competition for a camera club in New York City. I've uh, gotten asked to do a couple of judging of camera clubs in the city, filling in for my friend. Uh, this Blue Jay is right up here, gonna make a lot of noise. Hey, buddy. 
Don't poop on me. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about that experience. Someone asked me, I should, said, that would be a good episode if you talked about what it's like to judge a photo contest. So I thought I could do that. And I, my, again, my plan was to do it in front of my computer. But here I am with my microphone and my I, iPhone as well uh, and walking around in Greenwood. And it was just so quiet and nice here. I thought, okay. There's nobody out. That's the other thing. There's just, I mean, there's very few people out here today. So I figured it was a nice, quiet moment to just lay down my thoughts about what happened this week. But first I'll talk about, I'll talk about one of the lenses I got this week. I actually have another on order. (laughs) I'm telling you, this is the, this is definitely the year of the, I have never bought so many lenses in my life. Um, Yes, binge spending and um, just general blah and and wanting to just have some reason to buy something. Anyway, um, the the lens that I've got with me now that I'm testing, not really testing because I'm going to keep it. This one's a keeper for sure, is the new uh, Seven Artisans 35mm f. 0.95 this sucker is a light grabber it <laughs> i think it just came out i ordered it and it took i think it came directly in from china and it took yeah it took a few weeks to get here i wanted to get it before the end of the year and uh, I, I got it a few days ago, and I've only been playing with it inside, uh, taking shots of my cat, Opie, of course. Cats are cats are always my first lens test. So uh, I gave him a few shots. And, you know, I've been watching the YouTube videos. Again, YouTube is like the Sky Mall, you know? You watch something on there, someone starts talking about it, and I'm like, okay, I got to get it. When I heard about this... 0.95 lens. Um, I was intrigued, and of course, I saw a few videos of people who had uh, review units, and yeah, I, I caught my eye. And mainly because this is <laughs> here's a here's a good rationalization, right? Uh, you know, I'm using an APS-C sensor. I'm on the Fuji cameras, and I'm still looking for. I'm really just trying to find something that can give me the shallow depth of field that I want for some kinds of shots and I found myself using you know my iPhone app focus to give me some of that you know kind of wide angly medium format ish uh, moderate and shallow depth of field but of course that's an iPhone and it's using it's using uh, computational photography to to do that and it's not appropriate for every subject. But anyway, you know, I was looking for that. And of course, someone's going to say, well, why don't you just shoot medium format? And yeah, I, you know, I've got a medium format twin lens reflex camera. And I've shot a whole bunch of film, which is still sitting on my shelf, by the way. And I haven't processed. i got to get to that soon. So yeah, or I could go buy another medium format camera, you know, and, and start that whole thing again. And, um... Actually, who who was? I was looking at someone's pictures. Someone has the the Fuji medium format camera. Oh, Brian Manier has that, and 
he was, you know, he's been posting a bunch of shots, and I really dig his work, and he's been on the show. I'm actually going to have him on soon to talk about processing and just talk because I haven't talked to him. Anyway, and, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, I could start saving up money to look into getting maybe that medium format Fuji. And that's a whole, that's a whole process, you know, buying a multi-thousand dollar camera and getting a couple of lenses and then trying to figure out what I'm actually going to do with it. So anyway, anyway, uh, this seven art, I love seven artisans lens. I bought a few of them. I have the 25 and to me, that's my, that's one of my favorite lenses. You know, it was like an $80 lens. So I know the seven artisans lenses are inexpensive. The quality is pretty good. You know, I mean, I guess the quality all depends on what you're trying to do. I love it. It ha their, their lenses have a signature look to them that I like. And they may not be the most optically perfect lenses, but I think that's part of their charm. Anyhow, so I saw that they had this lens available and it wasn't that expensive. Another rationalization. So I ordered it and got it this week. And I really dig what it's doing on my Fuji camera. It is giving me, especially when I get close up to something, it's giving me that shallow depth of field that I've been wanting, uh, you know, a little bit more equivalent to um, a full frame camera. And again, you know, it's not about the sensor size and the whatever, you know, we can go into all the technical stuff that uh, I don't really want to get into. It's really, this is not, I'm not a technical guy. I am, but I'm not here to talk to you about technical stuff and get into the minutiae of sensors and, and uh, field of view and focal lengths and all the stuff that we know is involved with depth of field. But the practical part of it is with an APS-C sensor, I need a uh, aperture that's very, very wide to stop down to compensate for that um, sort of little extra depth of field you get based just on the lenses. So anyway, blah, 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 right? Uh, I got this 9, 0.95 thing. First of all, let's just shoot in the dark. Uh, and that tied with the, uh, with the Fuji sensor, you know, is really good if I want to shoot in the dark. It's not too difficult to focus. I've been noticing wide open. Uh, I can, I can focus it. Maybe it's because it's got a, it's got a big play in the focusing um, dial. So I think because there's a lot of movement there, I'm able to focus uh, even when it's wide open. Not too, not too badly, actually. Um, this is turning into a review. I didn't mean this to be a review. I don't want to talk about... Uh, I don't really want to talk about equipment like this. But I, I guess I already started down this path. Anyhow... My, this is my first chance outdoors with it, really. And in Greenwood, where I love to shoot, and I was hoping to find details of stuff to shoot. Uh, and uh, a few things that I shot already with it I like. So I think it's a keeper. I think it's, a, it's definitely a keeper. Uh, and I, I, I think the quality is, is fine. Again, I'm not a pixel peeper. I mean, I don't want it to be a crappy lens. But even if it was crappy, I would figure out a way to use it. So it's heavy. It's a 
it it weighs i think it weighs first of all it's metal it feels all metal construction and it feels about as heavy as my xt2 body uh right now i've got it on with the with the uh battery grip just to balance it out a little bit but yeah it's a heavy it's definitely a heavy uh heavy lens i don't mind that but it's not the kind that, you know if lenses and lens weight is an issue then you know may not be your cup of tea i don't really care too much i'm not i'm only carrying one lens at a time so anyway i'm out doing this i've also been shooting a couple of so that's it that's my lens review i like it uh I, i'm still shooting with it so i don't say the jury's out but i know it's a keeper i just need to find the right subjects i think for still life it's going to be really good i've been shooting some still life stuff on my uh on my shelf and whatnot and uh you know just using available light and it's really nice i really like it so just figure out what to do with it i'm i got a subway sorry if you can hear that i was just so quiet before now i guess i'm on the wrong side of wrong wrong side of uh wrong side of the park sorry the, the cemetery hang on a second I got a I've been I've been photographing one of the things I've been photographing here are the graves of uh, Civil War soldiers that are uh, buried here and uh, I don't know why it's not it's not a project or anything like that it's just a record for myself I want to look back at them and see just see what I've shot but anyway I just came across one I'll take a picture of it and I'll put it in the show notes and I, for no interest other than here I am but I'll read it. James H. Van Buren, uh, MUS. I'm not sure what that means. Company G, 2nd Connecticut Heavy Artillery, Civil War, 1843 to 1864. So he was 19. It says, mortally wounded at Winchester, Virginia. Someone put a stone on his his marker. So I'm just going to photograph this using this lens. Uh, so excuse me for a second while I do this. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> let's get back on the road again. My feet are all wet. It's rained. My sneakers are not waterproof. So, I don't really care. Uh, anyhow, okay, where was I? Uh, I talked about the lens. Um, oh, well, I, you know, I, a little quick update. <sighs> we got, um, there's a personal update, so, so, you know, not photography, but um, I got a, my family member gave me a tad bit of good news about a test that came in and it doesn't mean everything's over yet but it's a test that could either be good or not so good and it's on the good side so i feel a little bit more of a pep and so does my family member um which i think is 
important. I'll take any little bit of good news I can get these days. So I thought I'd share that. Again, I'm being discreet because this is a public, you know, you guys, I, you know, putting out personal stuff into the world is, is I got to be careful, you know, but this is something that's affecting me. So I'm trying to be, uh, I'm being discreet. Those, some of you who know me will know what's going on and you might, you know, I'd already know this information by the time you hear this, but anyway, it's a little, it's a little bit of good news amongst all the not so good news. All right. Oh, sorry. I'm coming across another, another, uh, marker, a civil, uh, civil war marker. I'll take a picture of this, but I will tell you, it's also in a family plot here. I'll read it. Henry A. Griswold, Private, Company H, 151st New York Infantry, Civil War, 1834 to 1864. Man, everybody's so young, obviously. Wounded at Cold Harbor, June 3rd, 1864. Um, obviously, that wound was was mortal because he's buried here in the same year that he was wounded. I'm going to take a picture of this one, too. I'm mainly interested in the history part. I can look up I can look up these names, and sometimes you can find information about them, um, or even a photograph of them. So, anyway. Yeah, a couple of shots of that. All right, so, lens, personal information. I'm just going through my list of stuff that... that I didn't really plan to talk about, but I'm talking about anyway. I'll let the plane go by and let the car go by. Parked my car somewhere around here. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm not forgetting I want to talk about the judging. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, oh, well, I'm here in Greenwood, and I thought I might be finished with my project on trees, and yet the light and the, the light is different, and the trees have no leaves. I'm seeing things I didn't see before, because um, I started shooting this, you know, in the late spring into the summer and as leaves were coming in things looked different and now I'm seeing things slightly differently again because of the light and uh, I'm using the Focos app on the iPhone 12 Pro Max and uh, I'm impressed I mean yes computational photography all right put that aside but I just took some shots and it's a combination of the light and the subject and uh, I just got a couple of shots and I think the camera because the camera's got a slightly bigger sensor something's going on there's a combination of things that are going on that are um, uh, I'm, I'm impressed so but anyway I'm looking at things slightly differently differently in this light you know and uh, I don't think the project's done 
Um, I thought it was. I thought it might have had, but I'm starting to see things slightly differently. I'm also seeing the trees, their personalities are changing a little based on the light that I see. And uh, I think I'm going to keep going. You know, I got the new phone camera. Got different light. So, you know, just that thing. When you think a project's done, no reason to put it on, you know, put the stops on it because you say it's over. Just keep going. So, anyhow. Sorry, I'm seeing a... There's a grave here. Somebody put a New York Yankees hat on the person. I'll just take a shot of this. Here's where the shallow depth of field seems to be just sort of helping the subject. Just because it, you know, the shallow depth of field is an intimacy behind the shot. The, the, the possibility of an intimacy. Just being able to focus on, you know, the one item, one subject, and then the whole background just sort of fades away. Things brings you a little closer to the world that you're photographing. Well, let me get on to the the uh, the uh, judging in the photo contest. So um, I was asked by a photo club. There's a couple photo clubs, which is great. It's great that there's still photo clubs in the city one ones i'm not going to name them just to just so that i can i'm just not going to name them <laughs> it's, not, it's not not that's not important but two photo clubs one's a smaller one and one was a one's a larger one and i've actually judged their photo competitions i guess they have a competition once a month some of them and uh, they invite outside people to outside photographers to come in and and judge the work and the one I did well obviously we're not going in person anymore to uh, you know COVID is stopping that so this was all zoom there's aspects that I like about this there's aspects that I don't well, I'll talk about that in a minute but they uh, asked me actually a while back in September and what's funny is I confused the camera clubs. I thought it was one camera club that invited me. And I was emailing the person. And they're like, we don't have a competition today. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I was like, Who, whose competition? And then, oh, you know, check the emails. Always check the emails, you know. So anyway, I got that all sorted. And the camera club that I was judging, I had done in person a while back, a few years ago. I uh, actually made a presentation to them. For one time and then I judged a co competition in person I might have talked if you've been listening to your show long enough I might have I probably talked about that experience how could I not uh, there was a lot of people it was in a in a gallery and you know everybody was sitting behind me I think there were like 45 people had showed up for this meeting and so I had to sit there this is the one I did in person I had to sit there and look at the stuff on the screen and give them grades a b or c and then and give a bit of a critique and this was like you know i gotta do this with my snappy finger there were so many pictures i had to go through them fast and I had to come up with a qu qu quick critique which 
was a, is a, it was a bit of a challenge, uh, you know? Never seeing the pictures before, I don't know the people, which I guess is also good because then I'm not biased in any way. I'm just coming in straight. But it's like doing a critique in a fast Instagram screen, uh, stream. So that was a bit of a challenge. Not to mention, everybody's behind me, you know, in person. And I'm trying to be dispassionate. You know, I'm just looking at the pictures for the first time. And so anyway, it was a bit of a challenge. But I, I got, you know, people people who uh, appreciated what I, I was there. They all actually appreciated it. Uh, came up to me and thanked me. And I know some people were not happy with me giving them a C. Uh, the way I guess it was A, B, or C. And A's... I had to go through the A's again and give them A's with honors. And and then I, uh, with the A's from honors, I would pick one was the winning photo of the month. So, you know, it's, it's the tricky part of that is just like, you know, not wanting to be, say anything bad about anybody's pictures or, but that's what I'm there to judge. There are people who are putting their pictures into the, into the system to be judged. And uh, so, you know, once I get behind that, I'm okay, you know. It's still, you know, it's still a little tricky when people are looking over your shoulders kind of thing. So, anyhow, this one was obviously virtual, but they had the most amount of pictures submitted to a competition ever. It was about 90, 90 pictures. And I thought it was only scheduled for an hour. Dude, it took an hour and, like, an hour and a half, you know. I had to go through the pictures once and then had to go through them again and then start rating them and then as I'm rating them give them critique on it feedback I guess both here oh now uh, I'm I got this uh, sculpture I'm, I'm I'm holding off the story for a second because uh, there's a sculpture I want to photograph and I send it to my aunt I photographed these religious sculptures in Greenwood and I text them to my aunt because I know how much the these mean to her she really enjoys my pictures in this case I'm shooting a sculpture of Jesus so I will send this to her later and using this lens it's not a very interesting shot but there we go. Portrait of a lichen-infused Jesus. Yeah, that's better. Always find the right angle on this thing. Okay, so back to judging. So, so this was done through Zoom, obviously, and uh, I went through the pictures once, and. And again, A through A through C. Pictures that were technically not good. Uh, those were obviously easier for me to judge. And there was a mix of quality in the pictures. Uh, and you know, part of me is like, who am I to judge? You know? But that's what they asked me there for. So that's what I'm gonna do. So what's my point? All right, so let me, I'll just go through the story. I did the 90 pictures. I had like about a dozen-ish that were the A rating, A with um, honors. I was able to find one picture 
that uh, I won't, I'll describe only in the sense that uh, it, it had a lot of good elements in it. The framing was good, and it just it it, it rang, you know, sang as a as a good shot. Um, and I was able to to voice my uh, thoughts about it without it being, oh well, I like this picture, you know, or I dislike it. And of course, I mean, I, I can't dissociate myself entirely from saying I like a picture or don't like a picture. I mean, I'm not. I'm human, right? Judges are human. And they're gonna, um, as a judge, you're gonna you're gonna go one way or another based on what you see. But then you know, there's all the other things that go on with this. Anyway, I'm not a professional judge. I don't do this often. This is like the third time I think I did this. I have another one coming up in January, I think. Um, so I'm trying the best I can and. Just to jump ahead, I got good feedback. I think people appreciated what I said about their pictures, the ones that got the good ratings. And the ones that had, actually, this time it was a little bit easier for me because the ones that had the poor ratings, they were, they were the pictures were easier for me to look at and say, okay, well, that, you know, that one's out of focus. This one, the cropping, I, what's the story going on? I think, of course, I've, I've, uh, spent a little bit more time thinking about pictures and how to how to critique them at least in my mind or you know whatever and so it was a little bit easier for me to go through them and and not and I didn't feel so nervous about making someone feel unhappy or something like that I think part of what was a little bit easier this time was that it was through zoom so for me I didn't have the the breaths of 60 people on my back you know which I think has a little bit of a for me, an intimidation factor, at least it did then. I don't know about now. So, you know, that, that, that wasn't there for me. That made it a little easier. That's the, you know, the, the thing about Zoom and the, the impersonal part of talking to people on a computer screen. Okay, sorry, I'm coming across another... So there's another... Oh, this is really interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm coming across another Civil War marker. And I thought... Okay, well, anyway, let me just read it. Reed Sanders, Major, GNS Officers, CSA... Uh, 1837, 1864, prisoner of war, died at Fort Warren, Boston, Massachusetts. This is another Confederate soldier uh, buried in Greenwood Cemetery. I thought there were only three, and I've already seen three. This is the fourth one. Uh, What's interesting about this one, first of all, there's no American flag next to it, obviously. And... um, but there is no, uh, the other ones that I've seen have the Confederate uh, symbol on the stone itself. This one does not. So I see that the rank was major. I don't know what G and S, G and S officers mean, but I do see CSA, which means Confederate States of America. So let me take a picture of this. Uh, sorry, you know, this is when, you, when I'm in Greenwood and I'm doing my podcast, you get me the, I get 
distracted a little from what I'm talking about. Although I, I remember what I'm talking about. I'm just going to take a break for a second. Hope you don't mind. It's not a very interesting stone or anything like that. Although, I'll tell you one thing. The stone is right next to... Right next to uh, the stone of... Or the monument of Samuel Chester Reed. 1783 to 1861. Uh, there's a story behind him, and I'm sure you could look it up in the Wikipedia, but I'll read. This is the person who's supposedly designed the flag of the, Ameri of the United States of America with 13 stripes and one star for each state, approved by Congress April 4th, 1818. Uh, a, uh, a as a captain in the U.S. Navy, he performed distinguished service in 1814 um, and there's a whole story about the ships that he damaged uh, I think Samuel Chester Reed was uh, a, a member of Congress perhaps I don't know off the top of my head anyway the uh, Confederate soldiers stone is right next to oh, I'll take a picture so you can see it's very interesting not a very interesting picture just as a record here all right all right, let's stop down a little so we get more depth of field. Okay, thank you for that. So, judging, uh, I did, okay, you know, where was I? A with honors, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the, uh, the Zoom experience did make it a little dispassionate, but I think it was a little bit easier for me to just look at the pictures without being intimidated by the people there were a lot of people on the screens there was two screens worth of zoom people if you've been on zoom you know what two screens worth is like it's a lot so there's a lot of people and uh i got to hear the stories behind the pictures that got a's um you know what what the what the captions were and whatever which was nice to hear and again when i was done the people were very appreciative. And, and I, I felt appreciative of being asked. I mean, for someone to say, we value your experience and uh, we'd like you to look at our pictures and give us your opinion about them and pick the best of the month. I mean, I, I'm honored to do that. Uh, one of the things I, I learned as a judge, well, first of all, 90 pictures is a lot of pictures. And again, it's like going through an Instagram screen, stream a little bit in a sense of like, in my mind, I'm giving thumbs up, thumbs down, uh, but then I got to come up with a reason. And, and that makes sense because the people are there. They want to know what their, what their pictures are, are, what's going on with them, right? So I got to speak to the, the quality of the shots and, and what I see in the shots and what needs improvement and what's really, what's really working, et cetera, et cetera. So, so imagine doing that. I know in like Instagram or anything that we're looking at these days where you're making an instant decision, plus a thumbs up, thumbs down, heart, no heart on the picture. Here comes a car, excuse me. You're making this fast decision on a picture and you're not spending any time really looking at it. This was sort of in between that in the sense of I had 90 pictures looked through, so I had to go through, I had to go through them with reasonable time. And yet I had to vocalize that experience of what I was seeing in the pictures. So that the people who were watching and listening could learn and understand and what was what was good about, you know what I'm saying. So that was that was that was interesting, you know? Rapid fire. Uh, as my friend said, uh, David Swidek said, uh, fire hose 
of pictures. Yeah, definitely a fire hose of pictures. So, um, I think I did a good job. Uh, I got, uh, I got people saying they agreed. Some people didn't agree actually <laughs> with this, with it was fine because that's what it is. Judging is not only looking at the merits of a picture and there's some personal part of it in the, uh, in the judging that I can't remove myself from. And so it becomes a matter of opinion as well. There's the technical, some things like technical, although you know what, there were a couple of shots that the technical was iffy, you know, but I thought the subject was strong, you know, or something resonated me. So I wasn't just, oh my gosh, uh, there is a sleeping raccoon right in front of me. So let's back up and be quiet. It's like there's a big fur ball on this on the ground. Is it breathing? Hang on a second. I don't want to get too close to it. Can't tell if it's breathing or not. Yeah, I think it's breathing. I really don't want to come across any dead animals. It just bums me out. Even if it's a raccoon. Yeah, he's breathing. Yeah. Oh, let me take a... Let me take a quick picture. Oh, now he's looking at me. Hello, buddy. Don't worry. I'm not... I'm leaving you alone. There you go. I'll just take a picture of you. Oh, let's zoom in. I know, I know, buddy. Come on, zoom in. There you go, bub. Oh. I know this place is full of raccoons. And I know everybody's got a different experience of them, but little animal, little guy. I'm gonna go this way, leave him alone. He is sleeping. All right. Okay. Sorry about that. Me and my loud mouth about judging photos here. Let me just get away from him. All right. Ah, sorry about that. Excuse me. So where was I? Oh, okay. I might go this way. I'm gonna. So yeah, the rapid fireness of it, the, the coming up with putting into words what I'm, you know, thinking about a shot and, and make it like reasonable so that people can understand that I'm not just coming up with something out of my butt, you know, it really makes judging or looking at pictures when you have to vocalize what you are seeing, um, it's a lot different than even writing about it, you know, writing about it, you got to form sense. Uh, anyway, you know what I mean? There's, there's a difference to it. So what, let's see, what did I learn? What am I still learning? I should say, because it's a constant process here is that like to, to actually look at someone's work, spend time and vocalize out loud what you think about a picture 
rather than just letting those words sort of live in your head, the voice in your head and stuff like that is um, probably something worth trying, you know, maybe even with your own pictures, with my own pictures. I don't know how that's going to work, looking at my own pictures and then speaking about them. Actually, I do know how that's going to work because that was one of the things I wanted to do on the YouTube channel that I set up was do self-critique of my own work and do a vocal, you know, obviously, you know, show people my pictures, both good and maybe not so good, and be critical of my own work. I mean, I don't really want to go and grab other people's pictures and be critical of them on my YouTube channel. There's no point to that. So doing it on my own is two things, a way to show people my thinking in general and that my pictures deserve critique just as much as anybody else's pictures. So, you know, I don't want to grab other people's pictures and start talking stuff about them without doing it to my doing it to myself, doing it to my own pictures. Now, sorry, I'm just, here we go again. I'm across a tree that just I had never seen before. This is why that project is not done. And I'm going to take a picture of it uh, in focus while I'm still recording. Right? I think this still works. Yeah, I can record and shoot simultaneously. Sorry, you know what? Looking through the camera, it doesn't look. Let's see what focus does to the shot. Yeah, that's okay. I'll keep it. I gotta watch where I'm walking. I don't want to come across another little furry person. Unless I step, you know, step on them. And I don't really want to step on a raccoon. They have teeth. <laughs> Just leave them alone. Anyway, I don't see any more animals. Uh, eh, it's funny. Sometimes you see in person a shot and then you look through your camera and it looks like two different worlds. So, yeah, uh, my, my thought process is that, again, I haven't done this yet. Actually, I did record a couple or one or two kind of episodes where I was self-critiquing my work and then drawing on a screen and showing the things that I liked and disliked about it. But those are still in the can, and I haven't really done anything with them yet. But now thinking about having judged a contest and having to speak out loud about what works and what doesn't work in a picture, I might pick that up. This is a might be a good winter project when I'm staying inside and uh, not going out in the cold. I'm not a cold guy, although I like going out and shooting, but I don't think I would come out. And, uh, anyway, uh, you know, that was one of my ideas for YouTube content was by doing self-critique, it might help other people critique their own pictures because we're spending so much time critiquing other people's pictures, right? You're, you're going through an Instagram feed or Flickr or Facebook and you're thumbs up, thumbs down. Most, most people, like, you know, Instagram, you only have thumbs up, so you can't really talk about it. So start to self-critique your own work. Uh, and that leads me to then for people who are putting their pictures. Now, there's two types of con contests. There's the kind that you pay for and you send your pictures in and you don't hear from them, right? You only hear if you win. You don't get a there. You don't get a. Uh, um, don't get a. Uh, 
response, uh, a critique to your own work, right? So you have no idea whether or not your pictures worked. If, I guess if you don't win, you know your pictures didn't work, but you don't know to what extent and you're not getting feedback. It's not what you're paying for. It's a, you're paying for a contest in which you are, there's some prize. So that's one thing to do. Uh, and maybe you look at your pictures, you know, the, the contest has a certain theme and you might look at your pictures and, and pick according to your theme, but you're kind of going in a system of one, right? You know, unless you're sharing your pictures with other people and saying, look, I need some feedback. I want to enter this contest. Can you give me some feedback about these pictures? Okay. But how many of you are doing that? I don't think you're doing that. So, so that's one contest. And that, that means this, there's no judging. There's just, did you win or lose? Then there are portfolio reviews, which some I was doing for a little while through switch to manual. Uh, maybe I just need to figure out a different way to um, promote that. I liked critiquing work. I'm gonna go back I'm back to the place where the oh the raccoon's gone. I'm just walking in circles right now so I can talk to you guys. Uh, I was doing photo critiques and some of you who are listening, the, the small handful, <laughs> you know your names. Um, I enjoyed doing those, those critiques. They were not easy for me. Well, let's just say, I'm not sure that's a way to make money for me. <laughs> but, um, you know, it wasn't out to make money necessarily. I mean, yes, I'm out to make money. I like to, I, I was once hired to do be a photo editor at a stock agency. And in a sense, I'm still doing that now with stock video. But uh, I'm not, again, doing any critique, you know, live. But I am looking at the pictures critically deciding or videos critically and deciding what to do with them and I've done that before as a photo editor and I didn't always have to vocalize what was wrong with the pictures unless photographers didn't you know agree and then we would talk about it so yeah I've done that before and and critiquing pictures is always interesting to me people the, the thought process to what I was doing was like okay someone's got pictures portfolio they want to get some feedback and my time is worth something so send me the pictures and I'll talk about them. And that was not easy. <laughs> that was not easy to do. Just because it required a lot of time. I was spending time looking at pictures, which is fine. This is what they were paying me for. And that was the service I was offering. I just realized critiquing pictures, looking at a bunch of them and saying what I, what I think works and doesn't work, takes some time. It does take time. So anyway, where was I going with this? Uh, hmm. I was talking about the judging. Oh, okay, so self-critiquing my own work gives me some ability to self-critique someone else's work, and especially if I'm doing it public, so that I'm putting my stuff on the line just like anybody else would be putting their stuff on the line. But, so you're entering a photo contest. Okay, fine, you're not gonna get feedback. If you get a portfolio review, you're gonna get feedback and you might agree and you might not agree but the idea that you sent your pictures to somebody for them to look at you need to be behind that you need to be okay like this person's gonna give me their feedback and you may not agree with it but you offered the pictures to them what in whatever way capacity you did whether it's through a contest like I did through a photo club or portfolio review that I offered as a service. There's some other places that do offer a service. You have to 
you, whatever it is, you have to get behind that you're doing that. If you send your pictures off and the person says, well, these five work, but these 15 don't, and you don't agree, you got to not just say, I don't agree, and then muscle on. You got to figure, you got to listen to them. Yes, you may not agree, but the person is looking at the pictures and spending some time giving you feedback and, 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 and what they see. And yes, some of it's balanced in opinion. Some of it's balanced in fact of what they're looking at. And you got to be, I'm not saying that people in the, people in the contest I was at were not behind their pictures. Actually, I don't know. But I'm sure some people are and some people aren't. You know what I mean? It's across the board always. But you got to be behind having somebody look at your pictures and saying what they want. Saying, you know, I'm not talking about, hey, I like this picture. If someone says I like it or dislike it, those can be sort of um, dismissed because it becomes only a personal opinion. But if someone's backing it up by saying, I like this or I think this works, because look at what's going on in this picture. See, I see this thing going on. I see that thing going on. The lighting is doing this. The framing is doing that. Then that's, that's adding something more than just a personal opinion. And again, you may not agree. You may, you may agree, you're like, oh, well, this person likes this picture. This is the least one that I liked. Well, if this is the least one you like, why'd you put it in there? But anyway, if someone else thought it worked, you know, for what you were trying to uh, present, you know, that's good feedback. Anyway, all this is about feedback. You know, putting your pictures into a contest is about feedback. Uh, you know, getting accolades that somebody, you know, uh, said this picture works enough that I'm giving you the picture of the month. That says a lot, you know, don't let it go to your head, obviously. Uh, but you can let a little bit of it go to your head because, you know, if you make a picture that moves somebody, one person, to say something like, this one really works, I could look at this all day, this picture is soothing to me, whatever the, whatever the feedback is that, that moves them to say these things, that moves them on an emotional level, um, that, that tuck that in your pocket, you know? I get that now and then when I post a picture on Facebook to my, my uh, actually I'll just say this now, and I'm not gonna talk too much about it, but a uh, local, barbershop in my neighborhood that I go to even though I don't got a lot of hair I like going to the barbershop because I like the experience of somebody cutting my hair and talking you know talking about nothing <laughs> for an hour or however long it takes for them to this this, this uh, barber who was working with me anyway he closed down because of, I just found this out last week I walked by the shop and it was closed and all the chairs were pulled out and uh, I'll, I'll post these shots in the in the show notes too because you know I am talking about it. I walked by and they were closed, and so I took a few pictures, and it was like they were closed. The guy was out of business, and I was really sad about that. And I posted the pictures. I I, I found on the Facebook um, posting. Someone else noticed that they were closed, and so I said, "Look, I got pictures that I've been shooting there for years." I'll post them and share them as a remembrance because it's really sad that, you know, this guy's gone out of business. I and mean, it was old style. This is an old style barber shop. And uh, I posted, a, I don't know, a dozen and a half pictures that I've taken. I just did a quick edit. 
in Lightroom. And I not only did I get feedback about um, it was great seeing the pictures because it brought back memories, but people were talking about the pictures themselves, some of the pictures, how they affected them. And that's also feedback. That's a feedback that that's a kind of judging in a sense. In this case, it's slightly biased because there's there's a big context to the pictures. But, you know, if one person like tagged me and said, look, this picture really meant something to me. You know, you, sh- you, you photographed the Vincent's barber shop and, and I remember this and, and it does something like that means something to me. I, I put that in my pocket. I said, at least I know I'm on the right track with what I'm shooting. So anyhow, uh, practical, practical things that I'm, I'm coming up with. If you're presenting your pictures like this in a, if you're going to do a contest or something, uh, really look at your work. You know, just look hard at it. There was a. F- what was nice was that there weren't a lot of pictures that were technically bad. There were a few. And I, I can't attribute them to, I don't know if why the people didn't see. Like, this picture was out of focus. This picture's, the cropping was bad. I mean, that was like, those were kind of the technical things. I mean, cropping can be subjective. I know that. But, like, pay attention to that stuff when you're looking at the pictures. Be self-critical of your own work. Like, stop. We don't we don't critique our own work. I mean, at least... I, I don't mean to make a general statement. And I'm as guilty of this as anybody in some sense. You know, I'm taking a picture today and I'm posting it this afternoon, right? I'll probably do that with some of the shots I have today. Uh, I'm not taking enough time to really look at it and be critical. I'm really just going off of a, hey, this looks great. And uh, I ought not to be too... Um, ought not to be too surprised if I don't get a lot of feedback from the shot. You know what I mean? But yeah, be self-critical of your own work. Vocalize it. Might be worth even doing a video like a screen capture of you looking through your own work and, and, and stepping out of yourself looking at your picture and just do this, not that you're going to publish it or anything like that. Just do it for yourself as a practice to see what it's like to speak out loud. Use your words, your voice. Speak out loud about your own picture. Record it. Right? If you're doing a screen capture, you might even be able to draw on the screen, you know, with a stylus or something like that. Circle the things that work and certainly the things that don't work. And just try it. And you don't have to show it to anybody. This is not about publishing it on YouTube like I want to do. Just do it for yourself. Here, take the voice that's in your head. Bring it to life outside in the world so that you can hear it through your own ears, right? You know this. You know this. The voice in your head is so much different than the voice that is speaking. I'm doing this right now as I'm walking down, you know, Greenwood talking into a microphone by myself, I know that this voice is a lot different than the voice that's in my head. You know, I'm walking around thinking, oh, this is what I want to talk about on the podcast. And the voice is doing something different. (laughs) It's doing doing its own thing. It's a different part of your mind that's working. So, yeah, the takeaway for me for this is self-critical, be critical of your own work, self-critical, but self, um, 
self-critique your own work. Do it out loud. Record it. If you want to share it with somebody else to say if they agree, that's a fun experiment. Someone who's close and someone who's, who's uh, judgment you value. Try that, right? It doesn't, again, none of this has to be public. You don't have to show this to anybody, but it's for your own learning. And so this is what I'm coming back with from a photo contest that I um, judged this week. And like I said, the experience was interesting. I haven't done it that many times, but it is very uh, transform transformative to speak out loud what I'm thinking about somebody else's picture and to, the, to extending that, what I think about my own pictures. So why don't you give that a shot? If you want to share your experiences with me, if you want to post, that's fine. You, you know where to find me. You could DM me and uh, I'd be honored to be that person to say, hey, you know, that's interesting. Yeah, you want to keep this going. Um, but try it, try it. Winter's coming up for us in the Northern Hemisphere. Winter's coming up. For you guys in the South, go have fun at the beach. Enjoy your uh, warm weather. Um, but for those of us in the north, <laughs> we're going to be cramped up in our house. Try that, right? If you're not going out and shoot pictures, go through the catalog. Pull out a few that, you know, that have some sort of meaning to you. Do a self-critique. All right. I think I've, I've yapped enough. Uh, I wasn't sure about putting this. I wasn't sure I was going to put out a show today, but... You got me for, let's see how long I've been recording. I have no idea how long I'm recording. Almost an hour. So I think I'll stop now to keep you guys from going crazy. <laughs> but uh, I got a plan to uh, have some guests on. Hopefully I can get somebody on before the end of the year. This is an additional show. I, you know, I told you my schedule is as my schedule is. I'm, I'm uh, creating a show when I feel like it. When something comes up and until i can get back into a normal schedule i don't even know what that means so anyway thanks for listening to me and hopefully i will catch up to you by the before the end of the year before this 2020 ends i'll have another show in the can for you guys if not have a good holiday whatever you celebrate celebrate please try to look up and I want to say be positive, but really just take in what a year we've had. And we're still going through this year. This year's not over yet. And it might be next year, but really um, look back at this experience. You know, this is a once in a lifetime year uh, that we're experiencing. And good, bad for all of us, right? We're all in this together. This is the one time we're all in something together. And uh, just just uh, take that in. Take that experience in for yourself, for people around you, people you love, the people you're friends with, the people who are strangers. Take this in as an experience not to be forgotten. Um, and uh, anyway, be kind to uh, yourself and to each other. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you as soon as possible. Take care.
yeah so that wraps up another dispatches from greenwood i hope you enjoyed it it was uh interesting talking about the uh the judging and after i recorded this episode i was checking out my youtube channels and <laughs> uh Actually, I subscribe to uh, Sean Tucker uh, in his YouTube channel. I like watching him. Uh, I really enjoyed um, how he talks about photography. And what's really interesting is he had a, um, an episode called let me see, uh, How to Get Good Feedback on Your Photography, Reviews, Mentors, and Travel Companions. And I thought that was really interesting in terms of the timing. You know, uh, maybe YouTube is listening to my <laughs> my. Uh, audio streams and then uh, suggesting i think this is a new one though so there's no way unless sean is listening to me directly and no 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 maybe i'm listening to him directly maybe maybe we have something some anyway it doesn't matter uh but i thought it was interesting and i'll i'll put the uh link to the video in the show notes so just uh, a different perspective uh his perspective on feedback not so much uh, judging pictures but i think related to what i was talking about i just thought it was interesting so i'll, I'll throw it in as an additional, uh, you know, uh, source for you to listen to about this idea of uh, feedback in your image. So anyway, um, yeah, and those quotes at the beginning were from Elliot Erwitt. I thought I'd throw them in just as kind of poking fun a little bit at uh, what I was talking about in terms of uh, uh, critique and uh, feedback on pictures. But uh, it was really, I just looked, I, I was trying to find a quote that would be directly uh, related to uh, talking about pictures and for some reason Elliot Erwitt's name popped up in my mind and I went and checked out his page on photo quotes and I found those too so I thought those would be interesting again I'm just uh, poking fun at stuff and uh, not saying you know, he has his opinions I have mine and you have yours so thanks for listening this is uh, like I said my second one for December uh, and uh I'm hoping I can get, I can squeeze another one in before the end of the year. I might have another dispatches in Greenwood or I might have a guest or I might actually see you at the beginning of the year. I don't know. But uh, until then, have a great holiday. Have a great non-holiday if you don't celebrate anything. If you do celebrate, have a good one. If uh, I'm not going to say Happy New Year because I'm hoping to get on before the end of the year. So, yeah, we'll see. And, uh, yeah, I might have some, I got another lens coming in today, so I, I will maybe talk about that. Maybe I'll do that as a wrap-up, talk about the lenses and stuff I bought, all the, the binge buying <laughs> something. I don't know if you want to hear that. Anyway, I appreciate you hanging out with me, and, uh, yeah, check out uh, check out Sean's video. Listen to what he has to say. All right, until, uh, until next episode, I will uh, see you again. Ciao.